What is going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 31 of the Big Fly Pod with your co-host, Christian Myers, K-May, and T. Lou. We're going into the middle of June here, rolling into uh, the All-Star break here in a couple of weeks uh, and not too far away from the trade deadline. Uh, Things are heating up around the league. Are the Reds legit? We're going to talk about that. And are the Giants did they just have an off year last year? Are they are are they just consistently rolling through with what they had in 2021? They've won eight in a row. We'll get to that. We're gonna get a little bit of a BAGM segment. We're gonna talk about a team that I think everyone has been surprised by, but interested to see what the fellas think they can do. We'll get to that in a little bit. Um, we're gonna talk about the Padres, not looking at how to fix them per se, but how to get them over the hump. We'll get into that. Finally, going to talk a little bit about a potential trade piece that could change the entire uh, landscape of baseball here coming up here in a few weeks. But before we get into anything, I think it's really important for us to check in with the fellas. We're rolling in here mid-June, mid-June for the boys. Christian out there in Colorado rolling in through the summer months. K-May in probably the most pivotal time of the year for him. Uh, lake season as we like to call it and for myself uh, I have 107 the number 107 on my uh, weather radar coming up here next week but I think we start with lake season boy K-May what's what's happening how are you what you've been up to this week yeah uh, just been hanging out as you said it is lake season so the family's got a uh, lake house up in northern Wisconsin so that's where we're spending most of our weekends I'll be headed back up there again this weekend so Living my best life, man. Can't complain. Life is good. I I, I couldn't imagine. And I, I just, the feeling that you must have every Thursday, Friday, I mean, that's a special feeling. That's, you know, not many people can have that feeling, K-May. So uh, we're it, uh, all looking out for you. It uh, hits different, as it can say. So it's uh, it's been fun. It really does. It really does. What about CM? CM is coaching, uh, I think, four to five different baseball teams. He also is a lawyer. Uh, mind you. So CM, how are the teams looking? How are the kids playing? Give us a little bit of an update. Dude, the teams are all, <clears throat> they're all good, except it's been freaking lake season in Colorado, basically, because we've had nothing but rain for the last three weeks. So every field has pretty much been underwater and the uh, dirt flows into the parking lot so if we were going to play we'd be playing like dominicans on the freaking rock hard dirt but it's been good my 12 my 12 year old team was in cooperstown this week and they were the second seed in the whole tournament going into bracket play and then unfortunately they got beat in the quarterfinal game out there and then my college team is uh is it's a work in progress that college team so we had a big 17 to 4 victory today and we're now two and six on the season we've got yeah we unfortunately don't do a video version yet of our podcast yeah try and figure that one out ty is going to be the scenario but right now we have light on both myself and kme and then we have a head of cm on his video absolutely dialed in dark room focus i think he's been sitting there for a couple of hours just thinking about the reds um because the reds boys are they legit 39 and 35 you got a 10 game winning streak going on every team has their little uh winning streak hell the a's had one a couple or just last week 
Are the Reds legit? Are they actually legit? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, go on, Christian. Oh, yeah. I think they are. I think all their pieces are starting to come together that they've kind of been putting together here over the last few years. And everything's now working for them and sort of getting into where they want it to be. Yeah, because right now, you know, you got Ashcraft is a little banged up. He started off the year incredibly hot on the mound and he's struggled a little bit. It's every young pitcher, right? They have those uh, ups and ebbs and flows of the season. Hunter Green, unfortunately, had an injury. And then, of course, Nick Lodolo has been tough. But you're talking about a team right now that's 10-game winning streak, and it's a legit 10-game winning streak, consistently putting up numbers on the offensive side every single night. Ever since the whole Ellie De La Cruz movement started, this team has really gotten their swagger back. Um, I think about guys like Barrero, you know, Fraley and some of these guys that have sort of just come out of nowhere and have been absolute studs for this team. And mind you, Jonathan India was potentially a trade target at a certain point. Kame, I don't know, man. I mean, it's a, it's a fun squad and it's great for baseball. It really is. It is. We've talked about this on previous pods too, about how bad the NL Central is as well. So yeah, I think they've been a team in that division. Absolutely. You know, you mentioned Taylor Cruz since he came up, it, it seems like it kind of electrified that team and almost like lit a fire under their ass. And uh, they finally figured it out. Christian said it too. They're putting it all together and they're an exciting team, kind of similar to the D-backs, kind of like the young scrappy team, but I, I like them a lot. And I, I do think they can maintain what they've been doing. So Yes, I do think they're legit to answer your question. Yeah, totally. And you got a guy like Andrew Abbott who's come up now as well. And like all these young pitchers, man, and just everything that's going on there. Um, and then shout out Joey Votto. Hits a home run in his first uh, game back. It feels like for forever with the injuries that guy has had. And the intro video, I'm guessing you fellas saw that one. That was, um, did you see what uh, video he had to get himself back into the playing, back in the lineup? I think I missed that one. No, it was very uncomfortable to watch. But if you're a Reds fan, it would have hyped you up. It was a red, basically red suit with black cowboy boots with a cane, eye black on. And then a, um, uh, I can't remember the name of the hat that he was wearing. Um, but it was so Joey Votto in the sense that he has kind of come on, obviously, on the scene of being more of this intellectual kind of his brain jumps to conclusions a little bit differently than other players. Um, but hey, you know what? Hell, this is so much better for baseball because you had the Pirates there for a little bit. They've completely fallen off the rails um, for the Cubs against the Pirates. The Cubs have now held them scoreless for 24 straight innings. I saw that stat tonight. And so they are just they're not in a good place right now. So it kind of felt like, OK, the Brewers and maybe the Cubs and you know, everything with the pirates and now the pirates have completely fallen off. Now it's the reds and yeah, boys, I think it's fun. It's just, it's so great for baseball. I don't know if you guys had anything else there on the reds. Yeah, I agree. That should be, I mean, I know the teams are very mediocre in that division, but it should be a fun race to kind of follow. Cause like said, there's been a couple teams in first place now throughout the, since the beginning of the year. So it should be fun to kind of see how that plays out over the next few months. Yeah. It's got to be nice too to sit there and go. I don't. We don't need to trade anybody, and we're not trying to trade to get a big piece or anything like that. Don't don't do it. Just sit back and relax and let this team roll. It's going to be fun. On the flip side, in the NL West, uh, the Giants are coming alive. Forty and thirty-two, eight-game winning streak, eight and two in their last ten. A team that is kind of giving me twenty twenty-one vibes a little bit. 
The pitching is a little suspect in, in reference to that. But I looked at the records from 2021 Giants to now. The Giants in 2021 obviously had a better record at this time in June. Um, they had about six more wins. But you looked at the runs scored around actually significantly higher. So this offense is absolutely rolling. The runs against is the biggest issue, right? So um, looking at their pitching right now, I know, I think Cobb just went down with an injury, but Logan Webb, of course, is one of the top tier arms in the league. Uh, Desclafani, Manea, some of these other guys, you're just trying to put something together. Uh, CM, are you making any form of a trade to get some big P big arm or anything that you can put on the mound to back up Logan Webb and, and, and Alex Cobb as well. I, I don't know. I think it kind of is going to depend on how things are looking maybe mid July and see what kind of a package you can put together and everything. I don't know that the giants are necessarily in that position to give up so much you know give up something to try and get that big piece for this year um i think they'd probably be better suited you know if they make the playoffs be happy and keep a lot of those future pieces uh that they have moving forward as opposed to trying to go big this year and lose out on anything in the future yeah kma been able to keep up with the giants at all a little bit. They're on the West Coast, so just naturally I don't get to see them as much. So they play late night um, for me. But to answer your question about the trade, I, I'm kind of on CM with this one. I kind of we you wait and see where you're at in mid July. Um, I don't have the exact numbers on their farm system, but I believe they're like bottom tier of the league, right? Their farm system. Am I wrong there? It's it's not. It's it's like they have, and and CM can probably speak better than I can on this. I look at what they got. They have some very very good talent in Kyle Harris. Uh, Kyle Harrison. Obviously, you guys have already seen Casey Schmidt, Luis Matos, and uh, Marco Luciano, or not Luciano, excuse me. You got some guys, but I mean, CM, I don't see anybody that's like, you know, somebody you can be willing to give up, in my opinion. No, no, I don't think you can give up any of those guys. I don't think they're, like I said, I don't think they're in a position where you would want to do that because it's not really a make or break year, kind of like it was for the Padres last year. And now, obviously, you know, kind of seeing that backfire a little bit. But yeah, I think you just stick with what you have and keep building up from within. For sure. For sure. Look, it's it's great for baseball that we're starting to, like we always say, when we can have these teams that are not the top tier teams that do not have the payroll that some of these big league clubs have, like the Dodgers, like the Yankees, like the Cubs, and you actually are seeing success based on the fact these organizations can establish more of their, basically their profits or whatever their money situation is from the business side and able to instill it into more of the analytical side. You've seen that with the giants, especially in 2021 when everybody and everybody was like, how in the hell are they doing this? And so you're starting to see that from across the board, you are really starting to get a clear idea of which organizations from a farm system standpoint, from a development standpoint, are really instilling uh, some of these newer age type of mindsets when it comes to baseball. It's amazing. Overall, baseball is in a great place, and especially the Reds and Giants. Again, I hope they do well. As a Cub fan, obviously, I don't want to see the Reds do this again for the rest of the year, but this lineup is scary, and and, and they're in a good spot. Let's transition to another NL Central team. I'm going to do a little bit of a B, a GM segment. I like this one. 
we're going to do look at the Cardinals. Okay. So the Cardinals, interesting spot, interesting text from CM. I'm going to get his thoughts here, but you're 31 and 43. You're eight games back in the central and you've, but you have won four in a row. Let's look at a little bit across the team here. Everyone was talking about trading O'Neal. He's not back till probably mid to late July because he's got a back injury right now. He got to actually transferred the 68 IL on May 5th. The pitching help is pretty evident. Michaelis and Flaherty with over four ERAs. Um, Flaherty has a 1.6 whip. Uh, he's been a very big disappointment for that organization. Uh, Montgomery is basically your best starter. You got two top prospects, uh, Mason Wynn, who's a shortstop. He's expected to arrive on the scene here in the next year or so. And then a guy by the name of Tink Hence. I don't know if you've heard of this name, CM, but he's a right-handed pitcher. He's up to about 99 to 100 in the uh, minors with nasty stuff. Sort of a ways away because they can't build up his innings pitched. CM, let's start with you, man. If you're a GM for the Cardinals right now, what are you doing to try and get this team in the right direction? Because obviously things are not where they want to be. No, I would probably, I would see if you can make a move towards the trade deadline and maybe deal, you know, like a, a maybe deal Flaherty or Michaelis and try and get some young guns in return because that kind of is starting to look like the route that they're going to go. You know, they've got a couple of younger guys that are up right now with the big league club and a couple guys that are coming up that are going to make it exciting. But if it's gets into July and it doesn't look like they're going to have the juice to not necessarily make a playoff push, but to make a run in the playoffs, I would maybe just start looking ahead to next year and seeing what kinds of pieces you can get to put into place for the upcoming, the, for the 2024 season. Yeah. Kame, what you doing? I'm going to kind of piggyback off of what Christian said. I'm going to sell if I'm the Cardinals. Um, you know, there could be a couple pieces there. There could be some interest to some other clubs who are looking to contend. Um, I think they don't need to completely blow it up and like completely rebuild because there's still some pieces there that will be there for a long time that they can build off of. But I think definitely like a almost like a retooling sort of deal uh, might be in store for them and just kind of take your chances again in 2024. And as Christian said, get some young pieces back for this year as well that you can continue to build up on. Yeah. Um, as well. Now, if we're looking at the business side of the, of the Cardinals, of course, from the contractual side, interesting thing to note here, fellas, that you guys, I'm guessing, have seen. Obviously, you guys know Jordan Hicks. Over the last couple of games, he's become their primary closer. He's been absolutely remarkable, obviously up to 104, 105. I mean, ridiculous numbers out there on the mound. Uh, but he's actually an under, uh, a free agent after this year. So if I'm the Cardinals and I'm at the July deadline, teams need a closer, especially some of these ball clubs that are just trying to find a way. I know it'd be within the central, but the Reds don't really have a big, I guess they, I guess Diaz would be a good closer, but if you really want to solidify that bullpen, you put in a Diaz in the eighth and then you get Hicks in the ninth. He's a big time trade piece. Gallegos, unfortunately, is not a UFA until 2026. They have a club option with, with him in 2025. Flaherty is a free agent at, starting after this year, so he is a potential target. Same with Jordan Montgomery and same with Wainwright. So it's like I can see now how this organization hasn't made any moves. Obviously, you're not going to make those types of moves at this time, but you got Wainwright being off the books next year. You got Montgomery off the books next year. You can get rid of Paul DeYoung. You can get rid of Flaherty. 
a lot of players that I feel as if maybe this organization just needs a little bit of a change from the pitching aspect. I think losing Yachty was huge. I really do. Yeah, I think that key player that you mentioned there is Flaherty. I mean, depending on what they do with him, we'll kind of tell on where everyone else goes because starting pitch is going to be kind of coveted at the deadline. So if they're going to deal him, I think he goes pretty quick. He's going to be one of the first dominoes to fall off in that starting pitching market if they do choose to move him. So I think he might see start to see the dominoes fall if he gets dealt around the deadline. Absolutely. Absolutely. CM, anything to add? No. No, I think we kind of hit that one on the head. I think they just need to kind of figure it out and go from there. But, um, but I do know what our, what our next segment is to discuss, and I'm watching him hit right now. Can I take us into it? Because I do actually want to get your guys' thoughts on this before ahead, I give mine. So the, other, the final bit we had on the slate for tonight on, on Ty's little sheet was to discuss Shohei Otani and what the angels should do with him come the trade deadline season do we you know if we're the angels do we keep him or do we move him and i want to know your guys's opinions on that first and he just flew out the left wow terrible baseball player how high was that fly ball to left field by chance um i didn't see it in this it was like a line drive it was a bit of a liner that you know he went i don't even know deluca just range back on and caught yeah. the track or just shy of the track. I mean, look, you're right now. The angels are 41 and 33. They're five games back to the Rangers. I don't, I don't think they catch the Rangers, but hell they've been seven and three in their last 10. You look at the, excuse me. You look at the wild card right now with the Yankees and Toronto dealing with injuries or mishaps with their pitching. You put yourself in a position right now and you can still get a MLB ready pitcher or MLB ready hitter, very, very legit hitter in that sense. I just wonder though, with what teams have given up to get somebody so special, like a Juan Soto, you gave up so much, uh, you know, farm system capital, I guess it, it, it sucks because these conversations are tough because you're just not at the point of the deadline. But I, I love bringing this up because if you go on a losing streak, you're basically in the hole anyways. So I don't know. I mean, I, I feel as if it, it's just not, I, if the angels have been so average for so long that it's like either sign the guy to the biggest extension in the history of baseball, or you get rid of them at the deadline. There's no other way about it. You don't let him finish out the year and hope he signs back. He's not signing there. You know, I don't know if you agree. Okay, man. Uh, I'm not trading Shohei at the deadline if I'm the Angels. Um, they have a wild card spot right now. They've finally had a year where they're starting to put it together a little bit, like eight games over with him and Trout both being there. I mean, in that, in that era kind of. Um, sure, he's not. the Angels probably won't resign him. I mean, it's, we're speculating there, but we don't think he's going to get off of the big contract by the Angels. He'll probably go elsewhere. But why not see where you can go with this last ride with Otani and Trout playing together with each other? Um, you know, see what you can do if you – with the playoff, the way the playoffs are structured, get in and anything can happen. We saw it with the Phillies last year. Um, they got in with like 88 wins and went all the way. So you never really know. So I say hold on to them, see what you can do, and go from there. Beautiful. Yeah, the Angels right now, they're 15th in ERA. And I couldn't imagine what their stats would be like if they didn't have Otani right there. So you're looking at a middle-of-the-road 
pitching rotation. You, you obviously haven't gotten out of Tyler Anderson, what you expected. Well, of course he went to the Dodgers and that happens with every pitcher who wants to revamp their career. So you got to find a way to get something at the deadline to try and solidify yourself because the way that they look at it is kind of like how, you know, like it's almost like with the NHL playoffs CM where teams are now building their teams to be a playoff team, not necessarily a regular season team. Like we saw with the Vegas golden Knights with how big their D was and everything like they're, they were built to be a playoff team. So if you're the angels and you're in this sort of like, we're going to get to the playoffs but we got to figure out how we can how we can be an actual playoff team because right now who do you throw out there for the wild card series the three game series you got Otani Otani game one which is likely a win then who do you throw game two and game three yeah who knows I don't know I mean it's I mean, really Sandoval, cool. for sure but who after that you know you don't really have anything. I mean, you don't, you look at their farm system right now. I would kind of relate it to the giants where it's not anything too significant. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know what you do there. Cause it's like, you don't want to trade them, but you know, I think that asking for, that asking price is going to be massive. I mean, if they do, if they do go that route, they're going to ask for a haul back. I don't know if any team is going to be willing to do that. And that's, that's what I was going to say right there. Kyle is, that nobody's going to make that move to go get him to make that playoff push because you don't know what's going to happen at the end of the season. I mean, I think he's going to sign with the blue and white team up the road. And if it's, you know, I don't think that you, any team would be willing to throw away some of their top prospects to get him just for two months or three months, you know, whatever. It, you guys want to talk about what the Dodgers <laughs> pitching rotation whatever. could be next year? But yeah, it could be good. I Otani, mean, Otani, Otani, Bueller, Dustin May, Kershaw, Dustin, Bobby, Bobby Miller, Don <laughs> Thorne's still there. Like it's pretty crazy. Mind-boggling, mind-boggling. And I hope that doesn't happen. In my personal, I just hope that doesn't happen. But I think for the overall landscape of baseball, it'll be a better thing as long as he just doesn't go to the Yankees. That's all I care about. That's all I care about. We actually. Funny enough, I did have one other thing to talk about. If you guys want to talk about the Padres, is I think they're really, really interesting. And I was wondering if you guys could think of a bat that they can go after. Because I looked, I was doing like some research on like what they're at. So like their team ERA is solid. They're right now six in the MLB. Thank you know, thankfully because of Michael Walker, but you got Darvish and you got some of these other legit arms that can, you know, that are going to be able to establish themselves with being veterans on the mound. Their team LPS and OBP are pretty, are pretty low 17th in the majors on both of those. I'm looking at a guy like uh, Odor, who is their primary DH right now. You know, you look at his numbers, 222, 317, 417 slash line with a 734 OPS. It's not horrible, but if you're the Padres, which they are known, as we know, not to really sit back and just wait for things to happen. Uh, I forget their GM's name, but, you know, they have a very, very solid prospect in the in their farm system right now in Jackson Morrell. Uh, number 13 overall prospect in all of baseball. He's expected to be in the big leagues here either next year or 2025. CM, if if 
if you're looking at that and you're saying, what, what can we do to really establish ourselves uh, as a potential? Because they get in the playoffs, as we saw last year, anything can happen. Are you going after a DH or are you letting this team ride out? Yeah, I'm going to chip in my two cents here, and then I do have to hop off. I got a call. That was my supervising attorney that called at the head of the podcast. So if I don't call her back, I might, you know, be in some trouble. But if I'm the Padres, I would. I the big hole is uh, another outfield bat. And I think, you know, I think I talked about it last pod of guys to go after was Ramon Laureano who I think would be a guy that you wouldn't have to, you know, shell out too much for and could go get. And I think that that gives you a little bit of extra depth in the outfield. Cause you know, you look at Trent Grisham, who's not even hitting 200 right now, you know, they've got like as Azokar and David Dahl who are, you know, kind of their filling outfielders, but they're not putting up, you know, the most impressive of numbers. And I think that's a team that needs a lot of RBIs and Loriano's the guy to do that for them. Beautiful take, man. Go ahead and jump off. CM. It was great seeing you, man. All right, guys. We'll catch you next week. All right. See ya. See you, CM. Okay, May. I think overall, man, I, I, I guess you just got to let these teams play out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, oddly enough, we were just talking about Otani. If there's one team to like take that big swing, wouldn't it be the San Diego Padres? You know, it, it's interesting, right? Because they got right now, they got like four top 100 prospects and yeah. hell these guys traded away everything for Juan Soto and they still had uh, the farm system capital to do what they're doing. And I know we only have like about 10 minutes left here, but I just want to make, I, GM of the Padres. What is his name? What is his name? AJ Preller. Yeah. I was going to, I was going to tell you AJ Preller. Yeah. 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 AJ Preller. He certainly has not been shy, you know? So he, if there's, if there's one team out there who would take that big of a swing, I think the Padres would be the team to watch there. That'd be really, really interesting. If that That would be, if it would be electric. I mean, I know we just talked about it. Like what, depending on what the angels decide to do, you know, it all hinges off of that, but that would be, that'd be something. Well, cause if you think about it, the, the Padres right now are going to be, obviously, they're going to be like the Mets, and they're probably going to be like dealing with some form of luxury tax for the years to come. You don't have to sign Otani to a big-time deal. You have solidified your big league lineup for the next, I don't know, 10 years with Bogarts, Machado. Uh, I cannot believe I'm blanking on the best one of the best players in base, Tatis. Um, you le- legitimately have cornerstone players in positions that other positions across the field, as we've seen from the best big league clubs have just filled in players, right? Like, I don't know the Astros, you think about it. They had Bregman, you had Jordan, you had um, Kyle Tucker and Jose Altuve, but across the rest of the field, like Jeremy Pena hasn't really turned out to be anything this year. He was obviously very good last year, um, but like Chaz McCormick in center field, like they were trying to fill in other spots there. So, I mean, if you go and just say here, you know, angels, here's your next big time, you know, shortstop for years to come in Jackson Merrill. And here are other three top big time prospects. Like you just take all that. We'll take Otani. And now we're in a position to really go dominate in the playoffs. I don't know, man. I agree with you, K-May. I, I really do. I think that would be kind of, that's kind of a sleeper team, even though they haven't really been. Definitely. Definitely. And like you said, I mean, get in the playoffs, anything, anything can happen after that. 
So I think that'd be really interesting to see too. I do think that would just that sole move alone, I don't think is going to move the needle a lot for them. I mean, obviously, Yatan is a great player, but I think Christian made a really good point too earlier. He said they need to not feel bad. They need to not feel bad for sure. So they would need to add more than just Latani. But I think that would be interesting at the deadline to kind of see how that would play out. Exactly. You you got to get a DH in there and then you got to get a number one because right now yep. Michael Walker can't be your number one in the playoffs. It's just not, <laughs> that's just not feasible at the end of the day. Well, we got so many other teams we can get into KMA. Let's just do a little, you know, we got a few minutes here left, brother. Let's just do a little bit of a, uh, a KMA heat check on the White Sox. How we feeling? Weeks gone by, any changes, anything? How we feeling? Yeah, man, I feel like, I don't know. Not, not much has changed for me. What's what's wild is the Twins have been playing really bad lately. I think they're like under 500 now. Let me look at the standings. I got uh, it right here for you, brother. Uh, Minnesota, we do not have. Wow. Holy yeah. cow, man. We do not have an over 500 team in the AL Central. Twins are 36 and 38, four and six in their last 10. They've lost three straight. Then everyone else is, of course, as I mentioned, below 500. I cannot believe the White Sox can still win the division and they're 32 and 43. They're 11 games under 500. 11 games under, they're four and a half back. That's like insane to me to think about. Crazy, Um, bro. That's great. They played the Rangers. I mean, they did play them fairly well, like the last couple of games. Yes, correct. The problem is they've been hovering right around like 10 games under 500 for like two months now, you know, and you're going to need to 500 to win the division. I know all teams are under right now. Someone's going to win the division at 500 or a little over 500. So they need to get back to that state, like that status quo for me to start really like having some hope again, you know, because they've been staying this 10 day, they'll win a couple in a row and they'll lose a couple in a row. They haven't like gone on a streak or like gotten hot. That's what they need to do to kind of get back to 500 and then see what happens from there. That's kind of my take on how I see it. You don't trade uh, Montgomery at the deadline or anything? I hope not. No. It all makes sense now as to why they're not going to bring back TA. It all makes sense. For sure. Yeah. It makes no sense to keep him, unfortunately. I would rather them sell if they're going to do anything at the deadline. Either sell or stay status quo. Do not give up any prospects. I mean, granted, the farm system is not very good, but don't give away your top guys just to kind of rent a couple guys for a couple months and try and try and sneak into the playoffs. I would not like that as, as a fan. Yeah. When you say sell, what guys are you selling? Besides, like, obviously, T.A., but, like, what other guys are you for sure selling? So, G. Lito's on an expiring contract. He could yep. be to some, to some interest to some clubs. Um, I would look at possibly moving Grandal. He's also on an expiring contract. They got a couple of bullpen pieces they can move to. Even Liam Hendricks, once he gets healthy and comes back, they could potentially move him. So, they have some guys on expiring contracts that could be some interest to other clubs that, uh, that they could sell off if they want to go that route. Yeah. So, Totally. Totally. Yeah. I mean, it's, it really just boggles my mind that we're even talking about the fact that they could still win the division because they, they, I mean, legitimately, if you're looking at the clubs that are in this division, you have Minnesota, Cleveland, and the white Sox. It's the Detroit's done Detroit's over with. I, there's no, unless Reese Olson can be a legitimate prime ACE, you really don't have anything there. And Eduardo Rodriguez is getting traded at the deadline. So either way, If you look at this right now, if I erase Detroit, you're basically two wins off of off of Cleveland and four off of Minnesota. And it just boggles my mind. Um, so, again, love to see you guys, you know, get some stuff for the future. But I wouldn't be shocked if you all just kind of keep it and try and finagle something at the deadline to kind of mix and match a little bit. 
Uh, we'll see. Cubs check. I mean, Cubs are rolling right now. But again, the problem is, is that anytime the Cubs get rolling, there's another team that's rolling. And it's just kind of the both the central divisions are so bad. There are some great teams potentially coming out of both of those divisions. If they ever figured it out like the Cardinals and even like the White Sox. But I, I unfortunately, Milwaukee is just Milwaukee. They're too they're too sound. They just they're always every single year. I th- I would love to see Craig Council uh, managing the Cubs or the White Sox here in the near future because he is that good of a manager to somehow do what he's doing with that ball club uh, without Woodruff and Peralta's really struggling and same with Burns. So um, that'll be interesting. But the Reds, man, like we talked about it from the top, brother, they're they're fun, they're loaded, and they're young and they're hungry. And yep. I think. And- Votto is as their leader is going to be huge. Yeah, I, I expect them to be there in September. You know, whether they're in first place or not, I expect them to hang around and be in the race to, to, for the long haul. I I I thought of the funniest thing earlier today when I was driving home. If if I were if I wonder what the odds are actually like, there are actual odds on this. If Trevor Bauer were to somehow be signed by the Cincinnati Reds before the end of the year comes back from Japan, brings the vlog back over here. Holy cow. Would that be just the reds, the bad boys, the bad boys. (laughs) Oh, that'd be nuts. He's actually been doing kind of good in Japan. I don't know if you've seen his numbers. I saw like, I was even seeing many highlights. I've just seen like his stats and they're pretty decent. No, he obviously just like, he got in there, struggled right away, and then he went down yeah. to like the minor league version uh, of the MPB, I think is what it's called. And yeah, dude, he he's shoving. And I mean, look, once that dude's gonna figure it out, he's he's a he's a great pitcher. At the end of the day, My, minus all the drama and BS that he may cause, dude's a hell of a pitcher. And I think a lot of teams would be, I, I guess we, we could ask that uh, uh, the WBC guy, if that is an option, if, even if that's allowed uh, or they have to finish out their year. Yeah. I have no idea how that works either. I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're rolling down here to the last minute. Uh, came anything else before we sign off here, brother? I got nothing. Um, yeah. Hope you're enjoying the easy heat brother. What do you say? One Oh four next week or this week? 107 it's getting up to um you know what man only the week are gonna you know the week are gonna fall and i'm gonna be one of those guys it doesn't really matter so what doesn't kill you makes you stronger exactly kelly clarkson forever all right that's that'll be all for episode 31 of the big fly pod uh from your host kmacm and tilu thank you so much for tuning in and we'll catch you next time